Listen, I've spent a lot of time, Joe, slating everybody in the company. Backstage, I'm starting fights off everybody. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. The NBA all-time overrated team has caused some controversy. I got a lot of angry text messages. I got some questionable phone calls. I had to do a live on a sports hit list where it was basically a firing squad coming at your boy for the picks Mason I made that we feel were 100% valid. But nevertheless, this is the gray area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime! Woo! So, this is almost like an all-star game. Everyone in this episode that's pulling up has been on the gray area before. We normally do the all-star game vibes for NBA Legacy Wars, but I decided, based on the reaction, the organic reaction, that it was only right to have some of these gentlemen pull up. Let's have a little roundtable discussion about this all-time overrated team that got everybody in their feelings, and let's chop it up. So, of course, with this lineup, we, we lead off with the homie Mace. Welcome back yet again, back-to-back -back episodes. What's good, bro? Feels good to be back, man. Back to back, Kobe and Shaq. You already know the vibe, son. BTG out west. What's good, bro? Hey, man. First of all, I want to apologize to the room because Jarv said it's an all star game. I walked in the locker room and went right to my locker. I didn't say nothing to nobody. <laughs> There's no disrespect, but the game about to start. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Mamba, Mamba mentality. You already know the vibes. <laughs> Ray, he was on the show. We talked about the Celtics about two years ago. It's finally good to have him back on. What's good, family? Blessed to be back, man. Thanks for having me. And Mike, the voice of Sucker Free NBA Talk, where we get together. Big time Reggie Miller fan. What's good? Welcome back to the gray area. Yo, yo, what's up, man? Thanks for having me back on, man. Feels good to be here, brother. Absolutely. So, much like in, in the last episode, where we let off discussing Mace picking Reggie Miller, we're going to spin it right back to Reggie Miller. Mace said that he, for his pick, all-time overrated shooting guard, it had to be Reggie based on certain aspects of resume and playoff success and, you know, things of that nature. Mike Miller pushed back. He feels some type of way, but I'm not going to give his points up. I'm not going to give away his takes. Mike, you get the full ISO to start this episode. Why are you so against Mason picking Reggie Miller? Yo, man. Yo, first of all, Ray, thanks, man, for just... You know, allowing the fans of the great area to just come and rebut, you know, when, when we have some disagreements. But my main thing about the whole Reggie Miller thing, and I've texted you and told you, mm -hmm. I need the slander for Reggie Miller to stop. Oh, I boy, need it to stop. It, it's too crazy. It's getting ridiculous. My main thing was, may some of the stuff you said about Reggie, like some of it was clearly cherry picked. And a lot of it was just like, like just you, like half truths or almost lies. But, and so that's what I mean about the slander. And then when it came to every other player, we gave, we made sure to give them love. We said, oh, they're great. Come on, they're son. this, they're that. But Mace, for some strange reason, Reggie ain't get that kind of love. He ain't get, <laughs> oh, I know he's great. I know he's done. We ain't get, when it was Dominic Wilkins, it was, oh man, he's great though. I under job even had to tell you at one point, like, yo, don't try to do the media and bring it back. It, but for Reggie, <laughs> it was all slander. 
And and just your your three point. Well, we could get into it, but the two reasons I think this slander and this hate for Reggie Miller, I think it's two reasons. Number one, in the era where Reggie Miller got all his hype, all of his fame in the '90s, it was an era that's not like this one where there was league pass and everything like that. Reggie Miller is known and has his hype for the playoffs. So if you were not a Pacer fan, there's probably no way you watch any Reggie Miller playoff games. Why? Because your team played at the same time Reggie Miller's team played. In fact, I was watching a game just a couple days ago where Reggie Miller's team was playing and the Lakers was playing. And so what you I was watching it on VHS and they, that you taped it. I know the other fellas. I know they I, I know they're Lakers fans. You didn't get to see Reggie Miller. So I understand if you don't get it, but that's part of why you you make these assertions and say, oh, well, Reggie was just the end of Jordan's legacy and the beginning of of um, Kobe and Shaq's, all a lot of half-truths and lies. Reggie Miller's wow. resume, the reason why he's rated the way he's rated is because of his playoff resume, not playoff moments, but resume. So I need what some respect is on that. Let me mind my business. Let me mind my business. My bad, my bad. Mace, what would you like to say in response to Mike's emotional response to Reggie Miller being Yo, 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 hold on, hold on. Everything is emotional. Everything. Yo, let's, yo, let's be clear about this. this is, yo, let's be clear about this, Ray, because you always do this. This is, this, this is sports debate. Yeah. It is called, you, your, y'all, y'all segment was called most over, most overrated. Right. That is purely Fact. subjective. So this is all emotional. Let's be real about that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, You're still emotional. But we, Go ahead, Mace. Talk to me. Game. You ain't lying. <laughs> I would say it's more passion than emotion. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. You copping it for him? That's what. That's what's happening right now. I'm loyal. I appreciate right that. Let's, let's get back to it. <laughs> Yo, Mason, what's good, bro? How you feel about this, B? I, he pushed uh, it back kind of aggressively here. He did. He did. Now listen. My man came through for the All-Star game. He went straight to his locker room, played the Kobe role. I see I'm going to have to play Kyrie and sprinkle some sage in here because it's clearly toxicity in the first quarter Let's of this All-Star game. You know what I mean? So we're going to have to speak on Reggie. Like, you, you, I, I, I saw your original rebuttal, Mike, about, about Reggie, you know, uh, disagreeing with me and, and Job about putting him as the most overrated but. You know, you made you made some points. You almost you do almost made me feel like I was bugging, but I wasn't. So I went and, and, and did a little research because you made you you know you you bring up the playoff point. And I thought that I that I touched on that the fact that pretty much in the playoffs, all he ever did was beat the Knicks. That's his biggest moment. That's all we really care about. <laughs> but uh, you know, you originally my point was was. The fact that you know Reggie was known as a scorer and he and he wasn't really a big time scorer. And you mentioned how in the playoffs, you know, he scored twenty five over so many times. He he did do that. He he scored over twenty five in the playoffs five times. And in ninety five, his 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 great run, sixteen game run, he averaged twenty six a game. But Mike, we we have to delve deep into the numbers since since you you know you seem emotional you seem like you know you just have like you know rose tinted views of what Reggie did but I, I'm gonna have to bring you back to the '90s man I'm gonna have to do it like like in '92 when he averaged 27 he only played five games Jeez. you know '93 he averaged 31 sure he only played three games mm. so he got swept. Oh, 
he got swept. Oh, he sure did. Now in '96, he averaged another 31. That was actually one game he played in the playoffs. That one game he averaged 31. <laughs> And then in, the, and then in 2001 against the Nets, he, he in another four games he averaged 31. So in the total of 11 games, sure, Reggie in his best 11 playoff games, he averaged over 30. But brother, he he he, he wasn't really doing that much other than those choice couple seasons that we're talking about. I mean, I, I compare them. You a, a big thing that I feel like when it comes to overrated, we just like you know we both mentioned. You have to look at them and their peers. And, and Reggie, you know Reggie gave you about twenty one three and three in this prom from nineteen ninety to two thousand. You know during the same years, Mitch Richmond was putting up two twenty two four and four. Clyde Drexler was putting up twenty one six and six. These are players that weren't even in their prime. In these years, I selected these years specifically just to show you Reggie's best years, and he wasn't even better than you know second-rate two guards of the era. I mean, jeez. I, 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 when I look at yeah, Reggie, no, no. The, the, the the biggest thing about Reggie, and you might have been caught up into this yourself. I'm not even gonna lie, you know. In the in the post Jordan era, there was a real push for superstars. You know, David Sturdy was Fox. worried. Mike was going. Magic was going. Larry was going. He, he, he went to NBC, he went to ESPN, he said, we need stars, we need anybody. And they said, Reggie? I said, I guess. You know, I mean, I mean, Yo, I, Mace, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to jump I, in here. I, I got to jump in here. Go ahead, Mike. Talk, get, get it off, Mike. Let me come back. Oh, go ahead, Ray. Let me, let me, let me, go ahead, Ray. No, I'm saying, right, I'm, I was passing it back to you. Go go in, bro. Okay. So, so I, I want us all on here. And and Macy, that's why I like you, my brother, because you you made sure to understand the cherry pick. And I like how you mentioned '96, but why didn't you mention '94 playoffs? How you feel about Kobe and Shaq? Think they're any good? They're great. Reggie averaged 29 and swept them. Okay, 29 and 12. 12 what? He averaged 29 points per game and then swept them. Are they any good? You mean, oh, you mean Shaq yeah, and Pippen? You mean in, in 94? Okay. You mean, yeah. you, you 94, mean in Reggie Sweppel. First round, 3-0. Reggie Sweppel. He averaged 29. Little puppies. How about, how about, um, yeah, you mentioned that 95 run. How about, you said it's contemporary. So, would Steve Smith count as a contemporary in the 90s? Yeah, He's a contemporary, I mean, right? a little, He was a tier below, he or two tiers. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, Reggie swept him. Reggie swept him and averaged 31. Oh. oh well, no, I'm sorry. I, I I underestimated my man's numbers. He swept him and averaged 32. Okay. Um, very good. Now, now you said even more contemporaries, and this was great about you, Mace and, and Ray too, because you guys love AI, and I love him too. He is the answer. I, listen, he's a legend. But you said against his contemporaries. Um, do you know Reggie Miller beat uh, AI twice mm. in the playoffs? AI you know definitely that? had to fight through the paces. That's fair. Twi- he lost to Reggie twice. <laughs> so when you guys said that AI wasn't first round food, he wasn't. He was Reggie Miller food. That's who he. That's <laughs> who he was food to. Um, uh, Mace, how you feel about um Ray Allen? Do you think he's any good? Great player. Good player. Greater than Great Reggie player? Miller, without question. My favorite Reggie player beat him. all the time. Okay, Reggie beat him twice I, I, in the playoffs. But see, look, no, man, I gotta like, jump in. I gotta jump in here. I'm just see, saying. No, 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 no I hear you, Mike. Mike, 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 I hear you. Now I'm jumping in because this is the great. This is my show, so I'm gonna talk now. 
Go ahead, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, my brother. You the man. You the man. You, 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 you out here listing off playoff defeats and playoff successes. There's no point in that last episode where we said Reggie Miller lost in the playoffs every time he got into the playoffs. We said no, no, no. It, it, that's not my point, Ray. I mean, so why are you listening to that? What's the, what is the point? Is no, my question. Because, What's no, the point? Ray, no, Ray. No, Ray. The point is again. My main point is. Reggie Miller is rated the way he is because of his playoff resume. Y'all try to present it as Reggie had moments, and then Mace tried to carefully cherry pick the years that he didn't demolish the people I just named. You saying so cherry pick words, like some of those mix- years ended in championships? They all ended in playoff exits. Oh, but, oh, but, 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 but wait, but wait! I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm so glad because now we first it was he only had playoff moments. Now I'm telling you his resume. Now we shifting it to championships, but yet again, oh, it, it's, it's no shift. It's, it's a rebuttal to you acting as if his playoff no, 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 moments that yes. we spoke of ended in some level of success. He was eliminated no, no, every no, time but, he was in the wait. playoffs. So all but, of, wait, now nah, I'm gonna finish. Was, Y'all gonna let me finish? Okay, every but, time, every but, time but, he had a playoff moment, he still got bumped anyway. Therefore, the only thing he can cling, cling on to are those said moments. Those are the closest thing he has to championship celebrations. All those moments. Right. So, Ray, what I'm basically saying is you and Mesa's argument is Reggie Miller was not better than Michael Jordan. And therefore, he's overrated because every other shooting guard in his era. You just generalize the whole discussion. You, you, you don't get to do that. No, you don't. You don't get to do that. No, but no. All I'm saying is, Ray, Reggie Miller, again, I'm going to say it one more time. Uh-huh. Reggie Miller's resume. Reggie Miller, the reason why he's rated the way he is is because of his playoff resume right. there is no other shooting guard in his era that has a playoff resume equal what to his, is his other playoff than michael resume, jordan. mike what is yeah, it i just named what, what i just did, named what did he win would you say that reggie that has reggie a better playoff resume than clyde drexler clyde drexler okay that's clyde drexler oh, oh, okay that's yeah one. go ahead on in the east no i meant in the eastern conference name another shooting guard in the eastern conference other than reggie miller that defeated that many hall of famers in the playoffs well my first name another shooting guard in the eastern conference period before i just named two that you i named two one you love very much ai he had he has a better resume next ray allen has a better resume than him next he doesn't in the playoffs, all right, he all right, see, now you just chatting. Um, so we have two other voices here. We we have Ray here. We have BTG here. Ray, you've been kind of quiet. What do you feel about this debate that's taking place just far? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you got to give Reggie his flowers, but I wouldn't say aesthetically he was the best shooting guard. But, you know, he given, he given his point of view and backing it up with, you know, facts that support it. But, but what do like, you I think wouldn't, about Reggie I wouldn't, Miller? I wouldn't, I wouldn't rate Reggie Miller like one of the greatest shooting guards and that top kid that he's trying to display saying that you know because he beat AI or Ray Allen like mm. those players surpassed Fox. because they were better it's just a level of where he was at it wasn't that top tier to me personally okay okay I like it Baylor talk to me I think as humans we got this thing of picking the wrong I would say picking the wrong player for a compliment or even a breakdown. So you got to separate the MJs and the Kobe's at this point. They're no right. longer players to me, bro. Mm-hmm. These are gods. Mm-hmm. So when I get to the Reggie Millers and the Allen Iversons, you can't dismiss what Reggie did for Indiana in general. Okay. Yeah, he might not be. He might not be who I, Iverson was, and he definitely wasn't what Dwayne Wade was. 
but he was definitely the face of Indiana at one point. And my, my, my guy did bring up Mitch Richmond and Dressler. You can't bring up Dressler because he had an actual squad that he played with. And then we talk about Mitch, he's not carrying the team by itself at all. And I'm not saying that Facts. Reggie carried some bombs, but if we raise our head and we're the captain, I'm not picking none of them cats. That's Give me fair. Reggie. That's fair. You know what I mean? Oh. So when, when, I, when I rank cats, again, we know the different abilities that these guards have. But we're not about to act like if somebody picked up Reggie on the other team, we not we're going to make sure we got a body or two on him because if he get hot, he gonna make eight for eight. And I don't mean eight for eight. I mean eight points in eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like now, Bailey, you make a good point there, you know, and I and I thought somebody might bring up Reggie's teammates, you know, but but sometimes you know we we just we remember certain things a certain way, but when. When you talk about Reggie's teammates, from 1990 to 93, Indiana was 500 team, 7th AC. You know, not you know nothing special. You know, first round out, first round food, like like we were talking about earlier. And then in '94, Larry Brown becomes the coach. Uh, Derek McKee comes to the team. Right. Uh, Mark Jackson, I believe, came to the team the next season. And uh, Rick Smith made a. Uh, Statistical progression. I don't think we think that Reggie Miller is necessarily a player who made the players around him better. So I'm going to put that on Rick Smith. And so for 90, <laughs> and then going forward to 94, they were 55. They averaged about 52 to 55 wins a season. 97, Mark Jackson gets hurt. Rick Smith gets hurt. Derek Miss, Derek McKee gets hurt. They win 39 games. They're all healthy next year. They win 58 games. So we're talking about, if you're talking about a team, they needed Reggie and Reggie needed them. I mean, he wasn't doing much without him. All right, Mason. Like they that's, 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 that's every NBA team, though, Mace. That's every NBA team. That's a bad argument. But, but, but that's the only, just the only question I got, though. That's the only question I got. Who is game planning for Rick Smith? That's Hello. <laughs> which one of those, which one of those people you named Mason's a Hall of Famer? Which one? Name one. None of them. Larry Brown. He didn't play with a single <laughs> la- no, player. Larry Brown doesn't play. He coaches. All right, but Mike, look. Which, Mike, play- Mike, which Hall of Fame player did Reggie play with? Mike, he didn't play Mike, with Mike, t- Chris Mike. a Hall of Famer because of his St. John's career. Mike, Not look, his NBA the career. Running on, I'll argue that when it comes to skills that Reggie Miller's teammates didn't play with a Hall of Famer. That's fair. But listen, fellas, <laughs> we're pushing 20 minutes on this segment, so I'm going to give Mike the final words on this Reggie Miller topic. Get your feelings off, Mike. Yo, 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 man. Yo, listen, I appreciate this, man. We could have more of this discussion, but just put respect on my man name, man. He's a Hall of Famer, and the greatest shooter of all time said he got what he got from Reggie Miller. So Reggie Miller cemented. He's a legend. Okay, that's fair. Mike, Thanks. I appreciate Thanks. you coming on. This, Mike, this, this is therapeutic. Good, good to meet you too, bro. Good to be. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We about to get calling here in a few seconds. Once Mike clears out, we'll get calling here. And as we get that situated, Bill, I have, I'm have. i coming to you now, bro. I'm coming to you. Of all the players that we picked, you snuck D-Wade in there during, during your words a few minutes ago. Was D-Wade the person you had the biggest issue with on this lineup, or is there a different player that you had a problem with? Actually, no. D-Wade, D-Wade wasn't ranked up that high. I just was surprised that y'all actually picked him. Okay. Um, but, it, but it also made sense. I actually got to I got to stay with the Knicks real quick. Mm. 
Because I feel like that whole entire franchise is overrated. Oh, wow. And has been overrated. That's your talk right there. So it's not just the jersey. It's not just the building they play in. But it's the bodies that that that, that came through them doors to play for them. And the only two the only two casts that I could exclude from that is probably Bernard King and, and, and the coach that got... um. Well, you know, you know what I mean? I, I might have to exclude him, but I could leave him in there as a player. <laughs> I might leave him in there as a player. But I want to talk to the Knicks, though. I feel like I feel like the franchise has built up a lot of steam since they was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they but they've done nothing but wasted our time. So since 1973, um, that's that was y'all last championship. You know what I mean? And that was that was what about forty something years ago, forty eight years ago. Jeez. That's a very long time. I wasn't even born there yet. It's been twenty two years since the conference since I had a conference championship. Just to let y'all know, I was sixteen years old back then. Y'all might as well switch y'all name to Westchester Knicks. Maybe a change of a name. Might benefit y'all in winning. Yo, Bella, you came wanna... on here to choose violence, bro. Is, is, is this what's going hey, on? Hey, 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 and I'm and I'm gonna tell y'all like this. I got a special made shirt for y'all because if it's anything, I like to help the franchise Facts. out. And since y'all irrelevant in general overall, I'm going to put Kobe's rookie face on there, orange on a blue shirt. That's gonna be my Bozo Nation shirt. Shout out oh, to y'all. Let's talk wow. about it. Let's wow. talk about and I, it. And, I, and the only reason why I put the goat up there, I said the goat. I don't know if y'all caught that. I caught it. The only it. reason why I put the goat up it's there, it's on the mantle now. I want to. I want y'all to get some type of love. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> uh, yo, Bella, get out the way, bro. Right, Paul, we got Nick, Paul Kulaj right, on the line. Hey, man, look. Hey, look. 1994 and 1999 was their prime year. Uh, we already know why 94 they won. And they still living in, in, in those years. Yeah. But Paul Kulaj, hey. the executive producer of the sports hit list, is here. He took great issue with my Tim Duncan pick, much like we Ooh. did with Mike. It got real emotional yeah. with Mike just now. Carl, I'm mad that you couldn't be a part of it, but Anchor wouldn't let us be great. But nevertheless, you have the gray area forum here. So I need my listeners to now hear why you took so much issue with me choosing Timmy as my all-time most overrated power forward. Well, first and foremost, Ray, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on your platform. Absolutely. Uh, we, do, we do great work, and I, I love working with you. Um, I took obsession to it because it's so simple. I, uh, when you were giving me your podcast and, and and your friend of yours was on there with you. Mace is here, too. What up, Mace? Criteria, <laughs> and I felt like Tim Duncan. Oh, no, the Wi-Fi connection. Mace, Mace for me, in this. Hey, what's happening, Carl? Good, 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 good. So my issue was again, Tim Duncan checks off every single box. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So okay. Tim, Tim Tim Duncan has the championships. He has the individual accolades. He has the numbers. His numbers are debatable about so far, but his numbers are there. Um, and I and I felt because uh, fans are attacking Kobe and putting him above Kobe is why we're labeling him overrated. So again, when we're looking at all Tim Duncan accomplished when he's there with everybody else. He's at the table, so why can't so why can't he be at the table? Why does he have to be labeled overrated when everybody else? I think it's a matter of circumstance when you start. And again, no disrespect, but it's like nitpicking. We're sitting here saying, well, because he got drafted to a great system, because he had a great coach. That's not his fault. It's the same thing as saying like Hakeem Olajuwon, right? And and, and people question would he have won his two championships without Jordan retiring? That's a matter of circumstance. We can't 
we can't judge someone based off of circumstance. If they're at the seat of the table, they're there. So that's what I felt about Tim Duncan. Okay. okay. All right. Well, you know what? That's fair. But my my issue, like I said when I discussed it, when it comes to Tim Duncan, I said it on the gray area. I said it on the Wednesday live on the Sports Hit list. It's not a, when I say overrated, and I and I laid it out. It's not it's not a negative. It's not a slight. It's it's about where the player is perceived and where the player is ranked. And we look at the history of Tim Duncan. You know he had a lot of success, but we got to look at the totality of the situation. When he won his fifth championship. Although he was a role player on that fifth championship, the talking heads in the media said that now he he's now he's had a greater career than Kobe. And, and we didn't factor in the fact that Kobe had a rape trial in, in, in 03-04 that hurt his Q rating, took away MVPs during seasons, but he would have gotten it but prior, prior to all the endorsements being lost and all of that. Kobe had about three MVP seasons that he would have had it right as in hate his guts. That's that's fair. If you want to talk about the head-to-head situation, anytime the Lakers had a good team and they ran into Tim Duncan and the Spurs, we beat them. That is a fact. The only time they bumped us out the playoffs is when we were not good enough. If we were if we were equal to or slightly better, we got Tim Duncan out of there each and every time. And if you and like I said, as far as individual accolades, he never had a monster statistical season as a big. He never he never had a Shaq level season. Hell, KG's MVP season was better than any season Tim Duncan ever had by, by the stats, by the counting stats. Dirk has had better seasons than Tim Duncan if you're just being fair. We, we've had players, like I said, Patrick, Patrick Ewing. He didn't have Patrick Ewing's offensive bag. He didn't have Hakeem Olajuwon's total game. So I pointed out things that were true. I didn't say anything that, that wasn't true. After, you could say the, the 07 championship, right? That was Tony Parker's Tim Duncan stopped being the focal point of the team by around 05, 06, and he played about six or seven more years or eight, nine more years after that. So how can we disregard the body of work just to focus on certain situations? He never even went back to back. He, these, nah. these are the staples. Kobe, went, he did a three-peat and a back-to-back. And I use Kobe because I would say that Timmy and Kobe are the primary contemporaries of a Western Conference era. You have to go through one of the two of them to win the championship during that time. And if, we, I ha, and if people are telling me that Timmy's above Kobe, I'm like, Timmy was never the freak of nature that Kobe was. He never was the, the league draw. He never was the face of the league. He wasn't any of these things. So why can't I call him overrated? But you see, but that's what I said to you on the show, too. I said, uh, I think when, when people, again, it's a matter of Jordan and Kobe. Jordan and Kobe are going to have haters. So anyone who doesn't like those two are going to put, uh, are going to use a Tim Duncan or, or, or they're going to use somebody else or a LeBron to put over Kobe Bryant and, and just neglecting all the facts that you just stated. So when you say, um, is he above Kobe? Absolutely not. In my book, he's not. Tim Duncan's not above Kobe because of the fact that you listed. Um, the only thing I would say is that 03 year is debatable. Hmm. The Spurs beat the, the Lakers in 03. That's we weren't championship good in 03, bro. We weren't. But um, other than that, everything else you said is valid. And again, I think people try to um, boost up Tim Duncan to try to diminish Kobe's legacy, which they can't do. I, I think I heard Ray chiming in there. Talk to me, bro. Ah, uh, man. I, I don't know, man. This Tim Duncan slander is crazy. For me. I don't want uh, Stop. Talk to me. I just, listen, man. Like, Tim Duncan, like, I see where the passion coming from because he's comparing you to, you know, your guy Kobe, but, like, he's right there, though, in that, especially in that era, regardless of he was when he was transitioning into a role player, he was still sacrificing game because he was also running into injuries that, you know, bigs weren't dealing with very well. Like, if you compare his career, dirt career, to, like, a even like a KG, how they handle, you know, major injury, knee injury, and how it slowed their game. He transitioned very well. 
and won championships and extended his career. It's just like you can't discredit the fact that some of some of his game had to be shared for team success. Because if you put Tim Duncan in his best years on any team, you would see he would get any of those numbers. But would he get the win? Uh, you know. All right, what I mean? So what if I say to you, and I'm, I said this on the pod, he 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 landed in a cushy spot remained in a cushy spot while all of his contemporaries had to drive and drag trash bro like you know what in other situations i mentioned they hold coaches against other greats they hold other teammates against other greats right but timmy Uh is above all of these criticisms he had he had a squad walking in the door he there was never a year where timmy didn't have a squad or a hall of fame coach why aren't these things held against him but it's held against other greats Okay, so let me ask you this though, Ray. Um, okay. and, and and I think your friend used this when when he used the example of Kevin Garnett missing the playoffs three times. So is that a standard now, seeing what they can do alone? Because by the looks of it, it's like Timmy's being judged because Timmy was never alone, which is fair. But again, is that a criteria now to judge players? Like like someone nah. has to be alone to check no, that out. I think see, it's not gen- it's not about generalizing that one criteria. It's about focusing on the entire body of work. Like like if if we want to look at the bodies of work and we want to let's say cherry pick certain categories to say this guy is greater than that guy if we're talking about the body of work and i have to listen to people say that kobe had phil kobe had Shaq, kobe had Powell. why can't i say timmy had pop timmy had uh tony parker Kawhi leonard Manu ginobili the, the greatest european transport in my opinion i'm not european overseas transport of all time to a certain degree like why we don't talk about these guys why he we, was we, better we, than reggie miller too by the way let's talk about it <laughs> and, and, he had, and he came in the door with one of the greatest bigs of all time they never say any of that but they always run to Shaq, Powell, and phil for kobe they always run for pippen and, pippen and phil for, for, for <laughs> well, jordan it's not even, it's, timmy, it's not even that timmy is above all so why, why so why is timmy above criticism baylor baylor's too quiet here baylor why is timmy above all <laughs> criticism um, you know what? I think we made that mistake when, cause we we're used to growing up seeing either one superstar to a team, mm-hmm. or you know, being a Facts. Laker fan, we had two. Uh, we had two back in the eighties, and you know, obviously in the early two thousands. So I think we made that mistake of comparing certain players to our greats, and Timmy never had. Timmy never had the. He never had the run that the other greats had, meaning like he never really had to carry the team on his shoulders when it actually counted because he had greater players around him. So because because he didn't, he, I mean, we just finished naming off the best European player. Uh, I mean, he had one of the best point guards in the league, and he damn sure is a lot of cats argue for Pop to be the best coach ever. Yo, true. fellas, let me get in here real quick. This is, this is, this is, we got to break it down real quick. This is why Timmy D is overrated. And Timmy D is a great player, mm-hmm. a flawless resume, the greatest power forward ever, even though he's really, he really should have played center his whole career, but Shaq had the whole league shook, understandably. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, David Robinson, but, <laughs> uh, but, Timmy Timmy Duncan is the only player in the top ten of all time that was never the best player in the league. Ooh. Anybody who watched, anybody who was there for the era knows that in the post Jordan era, the the mantle went from Shaq to Kobe to LeBron. Timmy D had great consistency consistency 
throughout his career. He never reached the peak of those three players. He never had, just like Jobs said, an MVP season like KG in 04. He never reached the heights that Dirk did in 2011 when he ran through the league and then ran through the big three in Miami. Anybody who was there for that era and saw knows that Timmy D, although he was great, he never reached those heights. You know what I mean? He never he never was the guy that had the whole league shook. You you were scared of the Spurs, but you weren't scared that Tim Duncan was going to single-handedly beat your team. So when people thrust him into those almost top five, and I've seen even some of the analytic guys try to thrust him in a GOAT conversation, there's anybody who was there for that era, and especially just like they said, at the end of his career, they just decided Timmy was the best of his era when he was never the best in his era at any specific time. So, respectfully, you can't discount five MVPs. I'm sorry, like, right, you could right, get right. back maybe one or two of them, but like, right, but to me, the problem that he with wasn't that, the though, best is, player, like, that's- He was that's never one time the best player in the league. league. Right, he no, never was at any point the best in the league. But again, you feel like he was better than Shaq. But again, hold on, fellas, too many voices, too many voices, too many voices. Go ahead, Ray, talk to me. No, I'm just saying, like, to say, like, he was never the best player, I can understand, like, in a sense, like, maybe one or two seasons where he was, you know, given MVP, which is, you know, the league's idea of, like, you know, best player, best team. Why wouldn't that be accredited to his talent? And Timmy his has the two most arguable better? MVPs of all time. Not, you know, you see, 02 he has. 02 was supposed to go to Jason Kidd. I'll give you that. But 03, who was Kobe. supposed to have 03? Who was going to have Kobe? Again, Kobe wasn't. But we again, it goes back to what I say. The Lakers were 50. Kobe wasn't getting MVP. 37 and 6 like, is not MVP. I'm not saying it's now. I'm just letting you know based off how they vote. So the Harden go through. Did you feel like he was better than Kobe or Shaq in 2003? Did you feel no, like Tim was, Duncan no. was a better but player? Again, no. here's part of the issue with Tim Duncan but that we're not realizing that 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 okay. that, uh, that Ray made a good point about is that Timmy's not polarizing. Timmy's not the 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 kind of player that kids want to aspire to be. Timmy just goes to work and does his job. So I feel like that's being held against him because he wasn't a flashy, he wasn't the marketable player. People tend to forget about Tim Duncan, but he's there. So I think I think that's part of the issue with when you don't put him at the top um, as being the best. Timmy wasn't one to even talk about his game. He's not one to be in the commercials all in your face. He wasn't there. So I, I think feel like that's the that's easy cop out for Duncan fans. We all basketball not, fans here. We all basketball truth, fans here. We know what Duncan on, brought to the, the table. No. It's the truth. It's the truth. Because again, you ask the average NBA fan, what do they think about Tim Duncan in the Spurs? The first thing they say to you is what? They're boring. We hear this all the time. Again, people hold that against Tim Duncan. Duncan because he wasn't the flashy player. He was a fundamental. People, again, you list top five players during that um, before pre-LeBron era, they're not going to put Tim Duncan in there. They're going to tell you Kobe, Shaq. They'll even tell you Vince Carter and T-Mac because, again, those are the players that scored. They're the players that dunked. They're the players that people want to see. They didn't want to pay to see Tim Duncan, so I feel like that's held against them. We can't do that. You know, I find it real funny that the two Celtic fans on this panel are, are in alignment right now. Y'all, y'all are so like-minded. It makes me sick. It really does. It makes me sick. <laughs> it's it makes true, me man. Sick. Come on, listen. Anyone would be lucky to have a Tim Duncan. Anyone would Word. want a Tim Duncan on their team. Orlando was drooling. All of these things they are were. true, and he's still overrated. It's okay. Uh, it's, it's okay. Uh, I don't know a better big man than him. Right. And that, yeah, and sit here and do that, man. In his era, any era, word. All right. So, Gunner, you here, bro? 
you here. Yeah. You had a you and I were on the chat and you had a uh -huh. big issue with the Kevin Garnett <laughs> pick of Mace. So I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna let you and Mace slap box now and sort out your differences about KG. Gunner, the floor is yours. Bro, I would say as far as like the Kevin Garnett even being mentioned is disrespect. Like you could just name somebody else. Like agreed. The man agreed. has definitely yeah. like he definitely like rebuttal like you could look at his whole career in a in a vacuum and rebuttal your whole argument about he never took his team anywhere like look at the players he was playing with and when he actually got some form of over the hill talent he took them to a Kobe and Shaq moment where you know what I mean Sam Cattell got hurt you know Sprewell is a nut so he <laughs> in and out of the focus Facts. He got Olawa Candy guarding Shaq. Like, that was his moment where he could have, you know what I mean, prevailed. But he beat all the other teams to get to that point when he had some help, which he never really... I don't know about all of that. Go ahead, Mace. See, my whole point was that, that KG was the help. That's my whole point. You know, where do you have KG? Wow. Before, oh before, we, before, before we even move forward, where do you have KG rated? Where you at? Top 10, top 20, top 30, or or maybe just in power forwards. I know, Timmy, you probably got number one. You what, you got KG right after him? You know, I actually had Dirk up there. Me too. You're right. KG you was a better, you, you, but, but, you know, but, but, but KG was a better rebounder than Dirk. So, like, you know, and again, Mace, Mace was holding the fact that KG went, um, you know, uh, three three seasons not making the playoffs but again we don't talk about Dirk losing in the first round in his MVP year so I, I understand that I understand that. KG missed when, the playoffs when, that year when I want a bucket when I when I need a Fuck. bucket and the game is on the line I might have to go with the Dirk I'd, I'd argue you, Dirk had a better career than KG spot, listen and, and when you need a defensive stop you're not gonna go to KG are you gonna go to Dirk on there it's the same thing it's twofold KG was a better defensive player than Dirk so, I, I give you that one. I give you that one. I mean, when it, when we talk about I agree, defense, but I, I, I can't really argue with defense. You still got you still got to score that bucket though. Got to get those buckets. And so, and, and, so and if they were on the same team, Dirk would be the best player on the team. He'd be the number one option. He'd be the player that that you would be getting the ball. At the end of the yeah. Game. My problem with KG, you know, is that we all know KG is great. You know, I I, I complimented him a lot in in the episode, but. KG is just more of a complimentary player to me, Pippen. Wow. You know what I mean? That's it. Wow. When play, big fans try to act like you know he was that guy. You know he was limited offensively. You know, just like you say, if KG was your best offensive player, you you were a first round out. You weren't doing much. You know, it, he he wasn't a guy who who elevated his game in the playoffs. You know, like he played great in the season and then he played the same or worse. In a playoff. Quiet is kept. Quiet is kept. Dirk Nowitzki had a better postseason career than KG. But most Easily. NBA fans will tell you that KG is the greater power forward than Dirk Nowitzki. I'm just throwing that take out there for people to digest because it's 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 true actually. Dirk's That's solo act is better than KG's solo act. Aren't we making the same? Aren't we saying we make? But again, so, but again, but Ray, right, but Ray. Sorry to cut you off, but this goes back to my point again. Are we making solo acts a box now to check off? Because but when see, you look at KG, he 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 checks everything off. All right, same like Tim. I'm Bunch. gonna answer that. Numbers, and this he has is where individual accolades and he has the championship. So right. are we making uh, 
a, a solo act part of the body of work. This is where I get frustrated with you sports fans. Y'all 2021 uh, sports <laughs> fans. I'm getting real frustrated with y'all. Why? Because we spent all these years holding up superstars. We as people who do media, podcasters here, we always look at the superstars. But as soon as I on a gray area or I on anyone else's platform start pointing out things about the superstar, holding the superstar to the superstar status that we hold him to, then then other people want to push back. Is that what we doing here? Yes, he's the superstar. We're supposed to do that. That is our job, ain't it? Is he not the guy? Is he not? Is KG not the headliner for the Minnesota Timberwolves? Is it Dirk Nowitzki not the headliner for the Dallas Mavericks? We're supposed to compare those two. That is our jobs here. So yes, that's criteria. That's how the game is played, no? This is true. Recall that. Call got too quiet. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just trying to digest everything you said. But again, when KG in his prime, which was mentioned before, he didn't have the help that Dirk had. And again, the minute the minute the Celtics acquired, see, like, see, when see, they, see, see, I, what? see the what? help. We were all there. This, this I, now I'm excited. We were all there. None of us were looking at the Dallas Mavericks supporting cast in the mid 2000s and calling them help. So we don't nah. get to do that now. We do not get right, to do that right. now. They had a lot better role players than the Timberwolves did. Let's be serious. Did they? They did. They had Jason Kidd, and we've had that debate about Jason Kidd before. They had Sean Marion. Even before Jay Kidd got there, we was not looking at Dallas and saying Dirk has squad. We was not saying that. No, come on. They were number one seed, though. We've had to have been because of Dirk, the MVP. Yo, I sat there and I watched y'all. Mason confirmed this. Y'all fronted on Steve Nash in the Nelly Ball era. Now all of a sudden he has squad. Y'all wasn't messing with them with the Nelly Ball, Dallas Mavericks getting to the playoffs, second round, conference finals, first rounds, all that. Y'all wasn't messing with them. So, hey, so yeah. how we get how we get to do the revisionist history now? Yeah, that 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 squad definitely wasn't in the music video. They, they were not in no that. videos. And the Celtics really saved KG from being like AI and Barkley status. Like, let's keep it real. Like, Dirk <laughs> saved himself with 2011. The Celtics saved KG. That's the thing, is what I'm trying to say. What do you say to that call? Listen, I think it's twofold. I think it's both. I think, I think, the like, the, like he saved the Celtics. He saved four. Like they all three of them saved each other because they all three needed each other in a sense because they were back end of their their uh, primes and they all needed each other. KG went to a great situation that was going to help him and and they needed that defensive presence. I don't think again we don't win without KG and we needed that. We we needed him. We should actually correct ourselves. Uh, they didn't save each other. Kevin McHale and Danny Ainge saved. Oh yeah, him. right. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely, in. absolutely. That's a conversation for another day because I'm definitely having issues with that one. But um, again, because of certain situations, it, again, it's back to circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's, again, because of certain circumstances that allowed him to go there, allowed for KG to get his championship ring, allowed him to become, you know, a top defensive player, defensive player of the year. So again, these are all on circumstance. Before we continue, I don't know. Ray been quiet. Did we lose Ray? Ray, you did? Yeah, I think I think we lost some fellas. So let's continue on. Hopefully, it says it's connected, but it's definitely disconnected. But to, to this point about KG Baylor, we'll have BTG sub in here. Um, Mace made the pick of him being overrated. Did, were you uncomfortable with that? Did you find his stance reasonable, or did you disagree? Well, when we say when we say underrated, we're just comparing them to the top what three to four power fours that we watched: the Carl Malone, the Barkley, all time ranking, et cetera, et cetera. That's not a bad. If, if you if you if you ask me, if I'm gonna be considered overrated, getting compared next to them, that's not a bad take. Okay, that's fair. Not a bad take. Ray, you, you back? Were real, you you were really yeah, having to break, you were you were really having to break down the numbers. 
and the games to me because at this point, like, we're talking about some all-time greats here. Now, if y'all had him out of the top 10 power forwards, then I'll just hang up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but he should crack a top five, though, right? Because yeah. Tom Malone, Barkley, yeah. Dirk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he cracks Tim Duncan. He cracks the top five. So that, that's properly rated, in, in a sense. So, Mace, can you rehash your argument one more time for right now that we got him back connected, your response to what he had led off with? Oh, you know, so, Ray, this is what we was talking about with KG, you know. Okay. We were speaking about a couple things. We were talking about how, basically, we thought that, or I thought that, KG was was less of the centerpiece of a championship squad. He's more of a great complementary player. And that, play, and that as a as a fan of, of his fans, putting him in that upper echelon, that dirt, Tim Duncan, I don't think he, he really... You know, is is on those guys' level. You know what I mean? You know, when when we talking about his era, he's not on a Kobe, Shaq, Duncan level. He's more of like a AI Dirk type of level. You understand what I mean? That's the way I feel about him. All right. I mean, I, I wasn't getting off, but I just have to go back to my point. So, like, when you were speaking about how the Celtics saved Kevin Garnett, yeah, I actually feel like. It was reciprocal for sure because it was a good situation but you put kevin garnett at that time anywhere it's a it's gonna be you know a contender if you match with someone of his his caliber or better right and you know what point, he was headed to like the lakers they were they, exactly they were that was my you know exactly. I mean? would you that have that hold on call hold on call. Same yeah, feeling yeah, if he was on a lakers it, he, it doesn't make any difference. If it's he was a Lincoln, he would be the complimentary piece that Mace is but, saying he is. But, but this is what I'm saying. You power. put him anywhere, he's going to elevate your team to contender. That's Carl, first off. That's Carl, why I in, don't bro. even think that he's even yeah. going to be in this So that was my point was that originally we all know the trade was for him to go to L.A. Mm -hmm. but because right. Kevin McHale wants to be petty and he traded him to his former team. He ended Facts. up going to um, he ended up going to the Celtics. But again, when the Celtics acquired Ray Allen, I was like, all right, fine, that's a great piece. Mm -hmm. But the minute they got KG, I was like, title of bust. That's it. Because you knew already you already knew for a fact that KG was gonna come in there and be who he is and, and bring back defensive intensity. It's, it's almost and, like and, you you and guys are like on, my on, point for me. On, if you on, add him before you even do that, to yeah, add yeah. the caveat before, because I know where you're going, mm -hmm. was KG or was KG not at that time pegged the most unselfish superstar at that time? I thought was it was he Tim was Duncan, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, he, he was he was Oakland. in that argument, but that that can this be a detriment if you're saying his teammates are horrible. Being unselfish Fact. hurts your team. It also helps your team because one man obviously wasn't doing it in any era you was looking at outside of you know if you want to mention michael jordan being that guy but we all know he was helped by a team mace what was your point because i know mace had a point he was going to make about kg going you know uh when you know kg he he did his thing he made it to the first round a bunch of years but after after 04 he fell off i mean he was missing the playoffs he wasn't even getting mvp votes he wasn't even making all nba teams I mean, this was the era where people were dragging their teams. I mean, you say one man can't do it, but this was that era. And KG, he, he wasn't. You say he got Sammy Cassell, he got Latrell Sprewell, but other than that, he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, at the back end of the career. So let me ask you this then. Why can't we, to the point I made earlier, 
why can't we hold the superstar to superstar status in the NBA and in basketball inherently? One player and his skill set can definitely tip the scales. He's way heavier. So why why are we not allowed to look at KG as a bit of a failure because his superstardom wasn't enough to carry the team to the level that they're supposed to be at with him being this trans... Y'all saying he's a transformative player, right? He wasn't transforming anything. Because I think part of the problem is, is this is that the minute the player wins, we kind of try to ignore their failures. And so, the same thing we do a lot with players is that once they once they're in the it, it's the same thing with like Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. People say, Oh well, well, we forget about his earlier years before he started winning. The minute you start winning, all your failures kinda go away. Again, but look at what the Bulls were before Jordan uh, got there. And I, look what I, they I, became immediately upon Jordan. Not Jordan is not even a fair comparison. He's he he's yeah, we, you know what I mean? Jordan. Okay. But, yeah. okay. but my thing is, why can't it be as why can't both be true? Why can't he be both a complimentary piece and not a difference maker when it comes to a solo act? So y'all want maybe to he's be a Giannis. great number two option. Look That's at what I, big, big, because ten years from now we're gonna be coming for KD. Uh, they already coming for KD. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point, Baylor. That's a great point. I just feel Fair like, enough. you know what? You know, and, and this is keep it 100. This, this podcast, I try to be as honest as possible. I think throwing out the word overrated, it, it, it's never going to be, no matter how many times I say it, and I'm seeing it with the reaction to this pod, there's no way to not react negatively when seeing the word overrated. And, and what I'm saying about these players is, and I said on call show on Wednesday, if one person says Tim Duncan is ranked fifth and the other person says Tim Duncan is ranked 10th all the time, the person who's picking 10th thinks that Tim Duncan is overrated by the person picking fifth. It doesn't mean that they're not great. It just means that they're not as great as you think he is. And that's the gist yeah. of what I'm saying. I think Tim... And you know what, it, go yeah, ahead. And you know what Ray? I, I, I think it's an issue with the word over the, the minute. And, and again, I'm, I'm guilty of this. The minute you hear the word overrated, you kind of like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Without Fact. even hearing the context behind it, you're kind of like overrated is a form of disrespect because that player is there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what ends up happening mm -hmm. is that the minute we hear the word overrated, everyone's like, oh my God, that's blasphemy. You can't say that because the specific player has what they need to do to be at the criteria. So again, it's also too about list of criteria. Again, everyone has, and that's subjective, everyone has a list of their own criteria. So I think part of the problem is for some of these players, if they check off for their criteria, then they're there. Then they should be properly rated. Okay. And this right. com this co this conversation is a compliment in itself. I mean, nobody's naming Charlie the Villanueva or Ben Gordon here. You know what I mean? Like we just we talking about great players and they rank amongst other greats. You know what I mean? And I was very smart to bring up because yeah, the the level of these guys it brings out the passion in any fanatic. You know, you seeing it now, and that's good conversation. So let me ask you this you miss, I, I said something that I feel like you might disagree with, And I, and I wanted your point of view Before we wrap this episode up I said that comparing Dirk and KG Dirk's solo act Was greater than KG's solo act To that you say what? I mean In their you know, Prom where they was solo men How many Hall of Famers did they play with? I mean, that'll tell you the difference Look at their teams matched up. So you picking KG? Dallas always had a squad. KG always had Gary Trenton. <laughs> you know, uh, what I mean? you know like, but that's the thing. Were, were you saying Dallas had a squad when they had a squad in the mid-2000s, early 2000s? Was you rocking with them like that? They didn't have a squad like that. I know that, my boy. Man. 
My man, Bones I know, but you know what? I, spit verbatim every every Dallas team. He will spit verbatim. That's how deep. And he will Dallas also tell you that y'all was probably fronting on Dallas back in the day. Of course, <laughs> but in retrospect, you gotta look at that. <laughs> in retrospect, that's fake. Mace, what you were saying, bro? No, I was saying I, I I remember those Dallas teams. I mean, Josh Howard, you know. Uh, Jason Terry, you know, Devin Harris, they weren't real crazy like that. You know what I mean? He I don't think that, you know that, that, that squad is as strong as we're trying to remember it. Right, but I think, though, in comparison to Timberwolves teams... Uh, right, but, but but listen, but, but but I think 2011 pretty much, and again, I'm a big KG fan. Their 2011 one was probably one of the greatest since uh, single-handedly since, since Dream did it. So mm -hmm. we can't ignore that. And the fact that they swept Absolutely. the Lakers, they went through OKC, and they beat yep. the uh, um, the Miami Heat. So again, we can't sit there and ignore that. And again, he really didn't have another superstar. It was literally great role players around him and great coaches that got mm. him. So, so, we, so, so, we, so we can go back to the whole Duncan. And talk. even Duncan those role going players. Around like that? Say that again, I'm sorry? You think Duncan can go on a run like that? Exactly. Again, I don't deal with ifs. Nope. I don't deal with ifs. I deal with facts. So I, I can't say here and say that. You already know my motto. We don't deal with ifs before. We deal with facts. So okay, 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 like the cop out. <laughs> the cop out. Great it's not the cop out because you Great know pivot. me, Ray. You know me. I, I don't deal with ifs. I deal with facts, baby. We know oh, man. You Celtic fans make me area. sick. I swear. It's the gray area. <laughs> You're not going to use my title against me. <laughs> Oh man, this is this is fun right now. This is fun, but um, we reached the point of the episode where I asked my guests to identify themselves to the world. We're gonna start with Ray. Uh, let them know where they can find you on the socials if they want to push back, so I can tag you in anything that these people want to say to you. I mean, I'm in your nearest, you know, social media, Instagram, Ray Ready underscore Ray Ready Facebook. I'm in any sports chat forums I, I join and i interject because i'm passionate about sports and i always got an opinion <laughs> absolutely we gonna add you to the hit list yo 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 car I'm, I'm, I'm gonna invite him to the hit list can you approve it uh, absolutely for sure i'll do it right away and as you hear let, let them know your socials bro all right so the sports hitlist you can check us out we have a sports hitlist group we have a fan page um we also have an ig sports hl you can check out our wednesday live show uh sports hitlist on the worldwide sports radio network um, we have a lot of content going on in there, so please make sure you join us. And if anyone wants to be a guest, I'm all, I'm all ears. BTG. Yeah, at Belly the Great. Uh, we're no longer at Belly the Great on Twitter because the boy got suspended. So feed Belly the Great. Well, Free follow him. me on <laughs> Follow Baylorism on uh, Twitter. BTG for president. Overrun with BTG, part of the Red Saunders Network. And shout out to the Knicks, man. Y'all Pinocchio. One day y'all be a real boy. <laughs> One day you'll be real. <laughs> man. The Warriors had that same that same stature till they got it right, man. Listen, it's Bozo Nation it's for hope. a reason. They ain't getting nothing right. Don't get me started <laughs> on that. Mace, let them know your socials, bro. Hey man, hit me on Biff O'Malley, uh B-I-F-F underscore O-M-A-L-L-E-Y, because I'm running from the law. You know what I mean? If you want to talk the Lakers, if you want to talk overrated players, if you want to talk dude love, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? We can, we can get into it. You know I'm here, man. Oh, uh, man. Fellas, I appreciate y'all joining me to record this response episode. 
it was organic you guys pushed back and i was like we gotta do this I, honestly call kind of inspired it when he had me on a live basically getting shot at by people who disagree with me and i was like we gotta bring this energy to the gray area i appreciate y'all coming through and making this happen and you already know all y'all are gonna be back on the show at a certain point anyway appreciate y'all fellas yeah. All right, have a good night, guys. Bro. Thank you. All right, get to meet y'all, fellas. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know the vibes. Another successful episode of The Gray Area. I know I promised you baseball, but the baseball episode is coming after this. We had to give the people what they wanted. They wanted this overrated energy, and we gave it to them. And as the saying goes, Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect.